Hi, my name is Dustin Ashenbrenner. I've been struggling for the majority of my life with both mental health and substance abuse issues. I decided recently to start on a new path of personal redemption in my quest to find logical and irrefutable evidence that my issue is not a stranger to most. No matter what road in life you have walked, where you ended up, and what you did to get there, it is my belief that we all share common ground on the feeling of being lost while navigating our way through a seemingly purposeless life. Along my way to recovery, I have met many influential and motivated individuals who all come from a similar place in their lives. From dirty roots to strong and unwavering pillars of the community, the people you're about to hear speak on this program are on a personal, spiritual, intellectual hike towards a better tomorrow, towards freedom from depression, negativity, codependency, and substance abuse. Join me and the rest of my community as we rebuild ourselves and hold each other up with aspirations not only for self, but for everyone around us. Welcome to the Dirty Roots Podcast. Melina Mia is a spiritual healer and has lived a life of discovery through her faith. She has worked with many men and women in recovery and found that changing perspective is key to changing everything else. She practices the Japanese art of Reiki and uses this in tandem with her eloquent and calm demeanor to lift the energy of everyone she encounters in the most positive way. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce Melina Mia. So why recovery? Uh, because of Phil. Yeah. I was never involved in recovery before. Uh-huh. I never knew anybody that was in recovery, actually. Yeah. Um, but when I met Phil, uh, he was in recovery, and so I started getting into... Yeah. Uh, we, we actually owned a treatment center together. Oh, really? With a couple of other partners. Okay. And it was called Lifescapes. Uh-huh. And... It was a really successful treatment center. We had a really good success story. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we had some issues with partners and things. And so anyway, we don't have it now. So. Yeah. That's what I hear happens most of the time with places like this. Yeah. It just, so it's tough if but, so many people are involved. Yeah. Yeah. Phil was the one that, you know, was in mm -hmm. recovery. And so I was trying to support him and what he did. And I'm more of um, a spiritual counselor. Yeah. I do, you know, the angel card readings. Yeah. And I do uh, prayer work. I, I was a prayer chaplain. And I used to pray with people from my church, but I'd have to call them. Uh-huh. Are you recording? Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> no, realize. It's okay. Okay. It's well, better that way. Okay. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I used to pray, with, you know, as a prayer chaplain with Unity Church. Mm-hmm. And... I would call them and I would say, how may I pray with you? And they would say, could you please hang up and call us back and put it on our recording machine because we just <laughs> love your voice and we love your <laughs> prayers. And that way we have it for the whole month. We can just keep playing it over and over. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of times I just left them recordings of a prayer for them, you yeah. know, whatever they wanted to pray for or pray about, really. You pray with someone, not for them. But yeah. And um, so then... Phil and I got in, into doing recovery coach training. Mm -hmm. And so we start, We took a recovery coach course and became recovery coaches. And then we became trainers. So we trained yeah. other people to become recovery coaches. And I think it's a little bit more than being a sponsor. Yeah, You know, it's more involved. You do more with the recovery 
Um, is that like a state that's state accredited or? Yes. Yeah. Because yes. I was trying to, I was looking into actually becoming at one point in time a peer recovery coach and may still actually think about doing it. But yeah. Yes. Well, our treatment center that we had, LifeScapes, we did it there. We mm -hmm. did it for a lot of people. A lot of people went through the training. It's a, a week's course. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's it's not just a, a 24 hour thing or 48 hour mm -hmm. thing. It's a week's course. And it's from first thing in the morning till in yeah. the evening. It's it's intense, but you do learn a lot. And then you come out with a certificate of being a recovery coach. And as such, Dustin, you could help a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, going through what you've been through and the journey that you've been on. And I find that when people have been on that journey, they have a lot to offer. Oh, absolutely. To help other people. Yeah. And because I can't... I can't actually speak to being, you know, um, in the thro throes of addiction at all because I've never actually done any drugs and I, I do drink a little alcohol. I have a glass of wine with my dinner, or yeah. but I've never had a problem mm -hmm. or had alcohol in excess. So I can't relate to that, but I can relate to how people feel. And what I know is when you're doing drugs or when you're drinking excessive alcohol, you're trying to escape. Oh, absolutely. And so we all want to escape, even if we're sober and don't do drugs and alcohol, we all want to escape some of the mishigas that goes on. And yeah. especially now in this world that we're in, with all of this trauma that we're seeing. It's hectic and we it's coming at escape. us from all angles, you know, like it's kind of inescapable, you know. So. Exactly. The, the need to escape, I feel like, is becoming more and more, you know. And, so and how do we escape it? We go within. Yeah. We go within and we connect to our inner being, to our innermost selves, or to God, to spirit, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. you know. But there's that place inside of you that when you connect with that place inside of you, your soul being not your outer being, but your inner being. When you get to that point where you can actually really connect with that feeling, it is so euphoric and so beautiful. It's mm -hmm. and it's and you comforting. just lose you lose all sense of time and reality yeah. and and that's where you want to go with drugs. But this way you go without drugs and you go in a more healthy way. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're trying to um, help people to understand that we are in control, we can control, and we can go within, and we can let go of all the minutiae and the problems that we have. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, no problem is too surmountable to overcome. Yeah. You know, That's everyone can overcome a problem. Yeah. You find a solution to it. But um, some people give in to it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really easy to give into, um, especially if you're used to being able to push the comfort button and just kind of automatically temporarily fix yourself, you know, so exactly. uh, that used to be uh, the thing that I would do a lot of the time. Um, spirituality has always been something that I felt was out of reach for me. Um, connecting with, you know, my inner self was almost like an impossible. It was like a fantasy world to me. I just didn't understand it. Um, I always thought uh, of God as a very outside individual, uh, someone who was kind of looking at me from really far away, but looking all the time, 
at all my worst mistakes and all the things that I've done wrong in my life and not necessarily a guide. And, and that's kind of what I've been brought back to is that if I'm listening in just the right way, then I'm able to see God moving. And that's how he speaks to me, you know? So um, I find that really cool. Um, how did you end up getting into spirituality and um, following this path of? It's quite a funny story actually, because I was raised in England um, mm -hmm. and my father was from Bangladesh. So he was Muslim, mm -hmm. and my mother is very English and, and Church of England, although not a religious woman. And so I was raised Muslim. Yeah. And honestly, I did not like Muslim mm -hmm. religion yeah. because it oppressed a woman. The, the woman was never treated right, I felt, in, yeah. in the Muslim religion. And growing up in England... And being Muslim was very difficult. So, especially back in the 50s, yeah, 60s, because I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, so then I, when my father died, I dropped the Muslim part of everything. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't go to any kind of spiritual gatherings or meetings or anything. And I didn't go to church. And then my sister introduced me to Deepak Chopra. Oh. And I read Deepak Chopra's books and I listened to his tapes and that's how it all began mm -hmm. for me. Um, although I had to, I did have a little problem with his accent at first because it sounded too much like my dad, you know, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I want that. But yeah. anyway, I got over that. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got introduced into the spiritual side of things and t into the knowing that we can go within and we can connect yeah. with our God being because we have a God inside of us, mm -hmm. everybody. And so that's how I, and then I started um, doing Reiki, which is an energy healing, an ancient Japanese energy healing. And then I started going to a uh, spiritual gatherings and a church, first Christian science, mm -hmm. not Christian science, Science of mind, sorry, science okay. of mind. That's a whole different type. And then unity, which is Christ-based but believes in positive thinking and manifestation and how we can, how we can create through yeah. our thoughts, through our, through our own selves, rather than having that it has to be something outside of us. Uh -huh. You know, like we look at God as being outside of us. But actually, they say God is within us, and we yeah. are all part of God. Yeah, and that God, we are we are uh, an extension. Extension, of his power. exactly, yeah. of God. So, if we are an extension of God, and God's within us, we are all God beings. Um, then we can create. Yeah. Whatever we ask God to create for us, we can actually create it for ourselves. Yeah. Because we are part of God, and God is part of us. So when we plead, you know, like, oh, please, God, bring me this. Please, God, take this away. Please, God. But you're actually pleading to yourself. So you have to change the verbiage a little bit yeah. and say, I want to bring this into my life. And I know that I can. Whatever it is I'm, I'm needing, wanting, I can bring it. And I am open to receiving it. And it's coming. And not 
beseechingly praying to God, like you know. So, um, <laughs> like you're begging for yes, scraps for something that you, that already you don't know have. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's how I became interested in this spiritual realm, and then I actually started listening to my sister again, that's in Australia, introduced me to Abraham Hicks. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've heard of Abraham Hicks, yeah. Yeah. And that is a, uh, like a channeled energy. Abraham is a channeled energy. Mm -hmm. But what Esther brings forward through that channeled energy is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And you, and when she talks and they talk about everything, you have all these aha moments, you know? Yeah. And you, you go, that's right. That's how I – and I can create that, yes. And – you know, and if I just change my thinking, if I change the way I'm feeling and change the way I'm thinking and my thought pattern, mm -hmm. I can change my life. It's that easy. It is. But, it's, a, it's like a perspective thing. And once you guide your, your own mind into a different perspective, a different way of thinking, um, it's almost like a magnetic response. The world responds to your energy. It's magnetic really cool, yeah. is a wonderful way to put it, yeah. yes, because we are magnets. Mm -hmm. And we are attracting everything that we think about. Yeah. So if we think, I don't want this, I, I, I don't want that, mm -hmm. you're actually calling it in because you're saying the universe doesn't hear I don't want, it just hears what you're saying. <laughs> it's and, what your energy is directed at. Your yeah. energy is directed at yeah. it and your vibration is directed at it. So what Abraham Hicks says is if we can raise our vibration – to the level of whatever it is we're asking for in our lives. Mm -hmm. If we can get to that level in our vibration, just by visualizing, by having the positive mindset of knowing that it's possible and knowing that you can create and attract mm -hmm. and magnetize that to you, and then raise your vibration to match that so you're not feeling low down here, you're feeling up like it's already come, Yeah. then... They say the universe will bring it, and I believe that. It's amazing, like how that works too. I, I think about it sometimes, and it's really strange because I haven't had a lot of stressors over the past uh, couple months. There have been times where, yes, I mean anybody would be stressed in a situation, but I've really focused on keeping my thoughts in a positive space uh, rather than looking at everything negatively or seeing things as a realist, quote unquote, and, and just deciding that, you know, that's a negative thing. Uh, more so reframing things to be positive as like, oh, that happened so that this can happen, you know, and just really trying to train my energy on, you know, not focusing on these little things, you know, because the more I feel like the more of those chalk marks you put on the board, um, eventually the board is going to be completely full up and then you have no space to write anything positive there. You know? Very so, well said, yes. Yeah. yeah. And and that's so true. And how do you feel having changed that perspective in your mind and not letting the little things I feel, come in? I actually feel really great. And what's interesting is um, the more that I've focused on doing that, the more that I've been able to see when negative things pop up. And like before, it was just everything was one big ball of negative energy. So it was kind of hard to see uh, the sun from the horizon, you know. Right. So now it's it's like I can see every single detail of what's actually negative and, you know, what's God, what's God really doing, 
to work in my life right now? Mm -hmm. How is this working out? Like maybe I'm, I'm being taken. Something's been taken from me today just so that it can be abundantly given to me in the future, you know, in a, in a better way, you know, not just for me, but for others around me. So, wow, that's a wonderful perspective. Yeah. I try to keep that yes. top in my head every if day. You, yeah, if you keep that, you, your life's going to be just mm. And so it has wonderful. been. Wonderful, yeah. Know, so far. It's amazing what a change that makes, isn't it? Yeah, just, it's... <laughs> just by looking at the positives and not letting the negatives take you out yeah. and just reversing it and, you know, and saying, okay, and being grateful. Mm -hmm. Gratitude is a big component. And learning to like, also for me, learning to laugh um, at as much as I can, you know, taking every moment and saying, okay, you know, this may be a serious moment, but if I drag, if I let myself go too deep into this, it's going to totally destroy my whole day. Right. So, you know, it's, it's more or less, I wouldn't say a deflection, but in certain moments, a bit of humor never hurt no one, you know, and that's the way that I, I kind of describe it. Um, and there's things that I embrace about myself that I didn't before. Uh, like I got this tattoo of a heart on my sleeve because that's something I, was, I always used to hate about myself is that I'm so transparent. You can see my heart, um, whether I'm hurt or whether I'm happy. I always wanted to be this brick wall of a person that you couldn't get through, you know, and now I'm I'm much more happy uh, knowing that I embrace that part of myself. You know, it's much easier to deal with people and and they respect you on a different level. So that's really so cool. So you, you opened up and let people see no matter Everything. what, yep. and and the real you, and it's fine, right? I wear myself with pride on the outside as much as I do on the in. So, wow, that's very yeah. good, very good. Definitely. Yeah, so that's amazing that you've been able to change your whole perspective Yeah. and change your thought pattern. And, and it is, it's a perspective thing, it's really weird. And it, the thing that caught me about you when you did your group was a lot of the... A lot of my perspectives had already aligned with some of the things that you were saying. Um, and instead of kind of brushing everything off that you were doing as, you know, this this is hocus pocus or this isn't real or whatever, I really opened my mind to the idea that energy is a real thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think um, this gentleman, dare I say he's my, my mentor or not, um, but I'd, <laughs> I'd love him to be, said the other day just because... If this chair, like time has slowed down to the point, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, so I apologize if I get this completely wrong, but he said, we are so lucky to live in a, in a spot where time has slowed down for us to the point where we can feel energy, that this chair is vibrating, and we're in a space where we know that we see this chair as something solid. It's just sitting still. And it just blew my mind apart when he said that. I was like, that is so fascinating. Like, it, this chair is made up of a bunch of tiny little molecules and electrons and atoms, and they're all moving at such a high speed. And we don't even see that at that level. So is it such a stretch to believe that there isn't this amazing energy uh, that's that's guiding us and and flowing through us and that we're able to manifest things? So, yeah, when you started speaking about that, I was just amazed, astounded. And I was like, yeah, I definitely have to get, get her on the show and get her perspective on well, that for that's sure. that's how I have the same perspective as your mentor. Mm -hmm. Because I, I, I said to you in the beginning that we're all vibrations. Yeah, absolutely. Everything on this planet is vibrating. Mm -hmm. So we're all a vibration. 
It's just that we're vibrating at different speeds, different levels. Yeah. And the whole planet, everything on it is a vibration. Yeah. And we are a vibration. So that's why I talk about if we can master the art of getting our vibration up to the level of where we are happy and things are happening and not allow it to go down because mm -hmm. as, as your vibration goes down, and I don't know um, about you, but when I talk about, like I had a lot of trauma in my life growing mm -hmm. up. I had a very, not, not a good upbringing. Uh, I had a very... Um, angry father that was very violent and and likewise oops and i turned that off i'm sure but anyway if i discuss that if i go back there and start talking about some of the things i went through i can feel literally feel my vibration lowering and mm -hmm. going down 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 yeah and so i try not to talk about that i try not to go back there but sometimes you have to, you know, and you can feel it. So then you have to go, well, what could make me bring it up again? Mm -hmm. So then I start to talk about happy things and delightful things, you know, like my grandchildren or my great-grandchildren or some, you know, or my puppy, Lexi, or, and I can feel my vibration lifting again. Mm -hmm. And it, if you tune into it, you can really, really feel it. And yeah. you can actually manipulate it to up or down you know and there's an exercise we do with people that are depressed and you have them look up and smile and then they can't be depressed when they're looking up and yeah. smiling yeah but if you're looking down and frowning you can yeah so for that moment they're not you know and like you said laughter um, <laughs> it's so important it's so important yeah. and to, to, to laugh at yourself and laugh at life yeah. and laugh <laughs> at everything. Most importantly yes. to laugh at yourself. Laugh at yourself yeah. and go, you know, you silly. You're so funny, you know. <laughs> Why'd you do that? You're silly, yeah. you know. Or, but yes, just to lighten it up instead of yeah. it always being in this big dark, having this big dark shadow above us, you know. Yeah. What's coming next? What am I going to do? Why? The fact that we're sitting here on this planet at this moment in time with the air conditioning and uh, a drink <laughs> of water and it's ridiculous. you know we yeah. have clean water to drink and mm -hmm. we have all these things we can be so grateful for the the smallest little thing even the the fact that we have running water in our tap you know and it comes yeah. out clean we don't have to go digging out from a river or a well or something and yeah so we have to just be grateful for all the little things that we have Absolutely. and not think about the big things and the things we don't have. Yeah, the stuff that's completely out of your control is, is another thing. Is like Exactly. There's so much crazy stuff going on. And I, <laughs> my wife's going to hate me for saying this, but she's a fan of watching the news. <laughs> and I, I like to watch the news. I keep up with the news, we'll say. I don't watch the news because a lot of it, um, especially at this point in our culture, in our time, um, there's so much negativity going on and so many things out of our hands and out of our control. And we're just bombarded with it nonstop, 24-7. And um, I actually find it really nice to just scroll my newsfeed on my phone real quick. If there's anything really important or pertinent, mm -hmm. I got it. If not, I move on to the next thing. You know, well, I'm with better. you. I'm absolutely. absolutely with you. My husband also is a news <laughs> junkie. Yeah. The news goes on first thing in the morning. I hear him 
and it's Alexa news. And I'm like, no, Alexa, music, you know, I don't want the news because when you turn on the news, it's always bad news and Mm. it's always negative and it always brings your vibration down. So you have to kind of guard yourself from taking that in because when you listen to a news cycle and there's all these shootings and children being killed and things happening, we take that in. Yeah. And so that becomes a part of us. Yeah. It becomes a part of you when you take that in. Definitely. So it's better not to watch the news. Like you said, just get the the excerpts from your phone. And if there's anything major that we need to know about, Keep so it, be it. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. other than that, I, I don't like to watch the news at all. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but, for instance, I turned on Alexa the other day and and there was a she said there was a cyclone in bangladesh Mm -hmm. and miramar bangladesh is where my father was from yeah not that i've been there but i was thinking about all those poor people because it's a poor country and there's all those and they said that there were all those refugees that were there Mm -hmm. from miramar that were being genocide wow whatever so and I was, and my thoughts just went to this cyclone and them being washed away by it. And and then you ask why, you know, the poor people always seem to get the worst yeah. of it. Why? The you earthquakes know? in Haiti. That was another the one. Earthquake that was devastating. in Haiti yeah. and Turkey and yeah. So it's nothing good to watch on the news. Although we really shouldn't be ostriches and put our heads in the sand <laughs> yeah, and either. like hope everything goes away because it won't. But balance. We have to, and so when I watch the news or I listen to the news, then I do my little process to mm. clean on it, you know, and send out good vibrations, Definitely. hopefully. So this um, positive vibrations, um, would you say there's a lot of maintenance involved in that? No. No? No, I think it's just a matter of, like you said, you you take everything lightly now you don't take it so seriously and you don't take it in and you take it like with a grain of salt and Mm -hmm. and you don't you know things that might have triggered you or knocked you over the edge before now they probably don't because you've changed your mindset and once you change your mindset you can change everything yeah you can change everything in your life yeah so it's not difficult and it's not hard work it's just a matter of um believing it mm-hmm. knowing that it's possible accepting it and then doing it yeah that's it how does reiki what what category would you say reiki falls into as far as upkeep um um well reiki we can all do it on ourselves anyway on but ourselves we yes. can do it i was and, I, I didn't know that <laughs> and i could take you through we could do like the next group i'd yeah, bring absolutely. in something where we do a Reiki on, on your whole body, on yourself. Mm-hmm. The only difference when you're a Reiki master, you go through one, two, and three courses to get there, is that there's these sacred symbols that they teach you to yeah. um, tap into and look at in your mind when you're performing uh, hands-on healing Reiki work with mm-hmm. someone. Now, just for the people that are listening in and have no concept of what Reiki is at all whatsoever, uh, would you mind just a brief description of you know, what's involved? In, it's an energy yeah. healing. Yeah. So it's basically um, a practitioner calling in the energies from the universe, from mm-hmm. what 
God from wherever, you know, yeah. um, the energy and you're calling it in with your hands, through your hands. Mm -hmm. So as you call in that energy by um, visualizing these symbols and there's different ones for different things, you call in this energy and then you bring the energy through your hands to whoever you're helping with Reiki. And what's really and, um, crazy about it, not to interrupt or anything, but um, this is kind of where people would normally leave me in the dust if I'd never heard of this before. Um, me being a skeptic in the first place and just sitting there and actually having an open mind and that's it. Um, when you pass by, because you did this thing in group the other day where you pass by us each and you did the energy healing with your hands and it's more of like a proximity thing than anything. And as soon as you were near me, I could feel the energy almost like buzzing in my skin, like from your hands emanating from your hands and into my skin. And it was like the most crazy thing ever. It was really, it was really cool to be able to experience that and, and to feel actually feel positive and good from that energy. It was really good. Yes, because it is actually a good positive energy mm -hmm. and it's, um, something that we can do to ourselves as well. Like mm -hmm. if you took your hands right now and put them over your face and just called in energies and, and felt the vibration coming yeah. through your hands to your face, you could feel it. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing. I mean, I know it sounds out there, but to, 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 to some, and it's really weird because I probably was the first person that would have, because there's another girl here that does Reiki, and they tried to describe to me what it was before I even met the the girl or anything. And uh, they said, well, you have to sit on these these afternoon groups. And one of them was your husband's group, <laughs> which I love. Uh, he's a he's a character, to say the least. And uh, the other one is this this younger girl that does Reiki. And um, to me, I thought it was like yoga or something like it was like a yoga class to me. I just it was something I definitely was closed off to the idea of even participating in. And then when they said. Uh, when she started speaking about the energies and this and that, I was like, I don't, you know, I just, I don't want to understand. And I think there was this big block off because of that. And it wasn't until I said, you know what, I'm going to try something completely different. I'm going to lay on the ground today and I'm actually going to like be let open. this work. I'm going to be open to this. And the moment I did that, the moment I became completely interested in the whole process and she was singing and and i think her her hands were probably three inches away from my face and it was another moment where i was like wow i can actually feel this yeah, you know it was it was so beneficial to me and it was one of the other things like there's so many steps in the road that have slowly led my my tightness to unravel so to speak and become more open and more you know available to receive energy like that in the first place which it's something I'm really grateful for. So you're on a wonderful journey. I am, yeah, and definitely. And I'm trying to get other people on board because yeah. it's definitely really cool. And um, it's a shame in situations like this, um, as Keith would say, a lot of people are doing time. Yeah. Um, and it's not until we've completely surrendered everything to the ideas that are being presented to us that we're actually going to gain a new perspective, which is what all of us are trying to do here. You know, I don't think any, like you said, if you change your perspective, you change everything else. Absolutely. You know? So um, that's it's what I'm trying. It's just unfortunate yeah. that a lot of people are closed off. It is. From, 
even exploring the possibility of changing yeah. their perspective. You know, they, they've shut, they've got this barrier mm -hmm. in front of them and they're like, oh, this stuff, rubbish, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's a load of rubbish. I think um, what it is too is they're used to getting the, like, it's almost like textbook pile on in college, right? Uh, you come to this situation, there's a treatment facility, and you sit in here and they start bombarding you with different ideas from different perspectives and they're trying to show you one that's going to work for you basically um and it doesn't always work like that a lot of times people go man this is just a lot and they're not ready for it you know and and so they say a lot of times it's like cling to aa aa is a wonderful program um for me personally no i i got started on the wrong foot with aa and my perspective towards it was completely just damaged by the experiences that I had along the way. And now... Um, Why do you think that was? Um, I think it was because my first experience with uh, AA was uh, I went to a meeting, and I think I was 17, and the, the meeting hall is still there, um, there in Naples, Florida. And uh, there was a bunch of older gentlemen there, and I was just a young kid, and... I was still rambunctious. I was on probation. I had to be there, right? And so I'm sitting in the group circle, and um, every single one of these guys shared. And as they were sharing, they looked directly at me. So I'm sitting there, arms folded, and uh, completely closed off. My body language, my posture, everything said, no, I'm just, you know, I'm here for a signature. You know, sign my paper so I can show it to my probation officer, and I can be on my way. And after the group... Um, it was even further shown to me. Like I was already in that state of mind. Like these guys are just a bunch of old fools and they just come here and this is nonsense or whatever. I saw, I went out to dinner with my parents that night and I saw one of the gentlemen in the circle that was preaching to me two hours earlier, drinking oh, wow. at a bar. Yeah. So that unfortunately was an experience that did tarnish me initially my view now was i able to shake that off later on down the road and continue yeah obviously like i had to um, i tried so many times to rework my ideas and visions of aa but i've i'd seen i've i'd clung to the group the idea of the group experience and um helping each other out and it just never it never really caught on and a lot of the people around me, I noticed, started falling one by one here and there. And I kept having to jump and, and meet new people and try to uh, broaden my group of people that I was talking to or, or working with. And it just seemed like every single group that I went to, it was like people were just falling off like left and right. They well, were that just, wasn't yeah. very uh, encouraging for you then, was it? It, it I mean, wasn't. It, it... I, think what, I think I was searching for something else, mm. you know, and I think... I wasn't allowing myself to have, I wasn't allowing myself because AA is a program. The 12 steps are a program. And when you follow those 12 steps, um, there's many different ways to look at it. And that's something that it's a lot of them say, oh, it's just simple, stupid, do the steps and, and move on. But I'm way more in depth with things. I have to see everything from every angle. I have to overthink every situation. So I'm looking to like really learn these steps and try and see, well, what is the point? Like, what is the higher message that I'm trying to pull from this? You know? Um, so I'm looking at it very analytically and completely missing the point as I'm doing it. Mm. 
But at the same time, now that I have been doing a different program or I've been working more spiritual and actually doing the things, it's funny because I'm doing the things they say to do in AA and I'm starting to make these, uh, connections. these connections yes. with the steps and like these different things, but I'm doing them on my own. So it's kind of like, it's just by the way I'm living my life and like, like helping another addict, you know, I'm, I basically built this whole podcast to get the message out to different people. You're leading by example. Exactly. And then, you know, once you're in a position like this, it also makes you accountable. Absolutely. Works of service. They tell you, show up at this meeting, hold this door for this person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I made an appointment with you and I was here. And that's mm -hmm. my, you know, that's my commitment, you know, and I try to keep a steady commitment every week. And I think I said in group last week that that's such a big part of making sure that you're in whatever it is you're in, is that you're committed to helping somebody, helping uh, move forward something in your own life or, I don't know, just helping another addict in general. Pay it forward. Exactly. Yes. And being held accountable. And something. being held accountable exactly. for your actions and exactly. for your, the way you present yourself. So they, they say to me a lot, it's like, what are you going to do when you leave here? And I'm like, I have no idea. But I know for sure that I want an office here so that I can continue to do this because this right here is my lifeline. You know, this mm -hmm. is something that I haven't felt better doing anything, I think, in my life than this podcast right here, right now. And I would love to see it expand. And I'd love for more people's message like your own to get uh, just broadcast to as many people as I can. Well, I think it will because you're doing a wonderful thing and I think it's going to continue and snowball from here mm -hmm. because you've changed your perspective, you've changed the way you think and now your thoughts are creating what you want. Yeah. And so if you're if what you're wanting is to get your message out positive message out to as many people as possible, then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And Small steps, but Absolutely, leading to yeah. a wonderful outcome. It's crazy, and it has been, too. It's been, you know, I went from the idea, mm -hmm. and I'm writing on paper, and I came up with the name Dirty Roots, right? And that in itself was so inspirational to me because it's like the strongest, biggest trees have dirty roots. And as addicts, as people with trauma, as people with horrible pasts. Um, those are our dirty roots. Absolutely. It's something we'll never forget. We, we learn from them. We grow. Right. You know, we become stronger. So, um, you know, it starts as that and then one tiny little step. And that's another thing is I've never done something so incrementally, you know, just piece by piece. I bought this piece with the intention of one day using that piece to do this. You know, it's always been everything right now all at once right you know and this way you've had to do it little by little and see it grow yeah and not just go get the whole big kit in <laughs> yeah. one fell swoop right exactly i'm used to taking the whole tax return whatever money well i used to get money back i don't right. anymore but i'm used to taking and, that money it's already spent it. yep, yeah it's already spent so yeah um yeah Did, are you familiar with the secret i've heard of it you you haven't seen the movie I ha I you know what's really funny is I may actually have uh, described the plot a little bit for me. <laughs> well, the plot is manifestation. Okay. And we can all manifest. It's more uh, a little bit like a documentary. Yeah. And different people are speaking on it. 
okay. all the different um, spiritual people. I think and, I, I may have heard of it in recovery circles and just there's they a may book. have said, yeah, they may have said, there's oh, a we're going to show it. There's a book and then there's yeah. a movie. Mm-hmm. But the author of that book and the, the movie is Rhonda Byrne. Mm-hmm. And I actually met her on a cruise with my sister. Really? Uh, an Abraham Hicks cruise where they, they do these cruises. <laughs> yeah. And we met her before the book was written mm-hmm. and before, you know, she was in the process of writing it. And that whole cruise was around Abraham Hicks and how we can manifest or create whatever it is we want. Yeah. And I watched Rhonda and she was talking about, you know, this is what she wanted to create, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing I know, the secret is out and it's the most successful and it went around the world Mm -hmm. and her book and everything that she was talking about, wanting to create and do, it was all there. Yeah. And and so it's just amazing when you think about it, if we really let ourselves be in that place of knowing that we are the creators yeah. of our, we can write our script, you know, it's our play, and we can write our script however we want it. Yeah. But we have to believe it. Yeah. We have to get to that point of believing it and knowing it and, and vibrating with it and then magnetizing it in. Like yeah. you said, we're big magnets. You know, we're magnetizing. <laughs> we're, we're either bringing in rubbish and exactly. things we don't want, or we're, we're bringing in good things. Mm-hmm. So we have to just know that we've got to just bring in the good things, not the rubbish. Mm-hmm. Kick out the rubbish. You know, <laughs> put a block on the rubbish. What did I say? It's it's um, another thing too. Is with codependency. I said the other day. Um, I got your trash in my yard. I got my trash in my yard. It's really hard to clean up both of our trash. And I'm, I keep bringing on, I keep taking on more trash for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I do. I just pull it in. And it's really good to, to say that I don't do that anymore. Right. You know? And I'm able to um, create boundaries and say, hey, like, keep your trash over here. <laughs> Please we call it rubbish you. where I'm yeah. from. But yeah. yes, trash yeah. is the same thing. Yep, it's the exactly. same thing. So we just want to like avoid bringing in more trash, right? Mm-hmm. And just bring in the good things that we want, yeah. and then that, and then once we get to that point where we're just attracting all this wonderful stuff and we're feeling good, that then rubs off on the people around us, mm-hmm. like your wife. Like, do you have children? I do. I have a daughter and I have a son. Okay, yeah. so your children. Yeah. And you know, it just it it just emanates from you, mm-hmm. and they see the difference. But we can all get to that place. But we all have those moments where the stuff that we don't want gets to us sometimes yeah. too, you know. And we just have to sort of put a barrier up for that. And it's not easy. Yeah. But um, Or, as my minister used to say, you can sort of go cancel and do like <laughs> a cut in yeah. front of yourself. Cancel. <laughs> That thought's no good and that stuff's no good, cancel. And I'm going to pivot and change and think of something that's good in my life, something Mm -hmm. that I like, something, you know, instead of this whatever's coming at me right now, this bad stuff, I'm going to cancel that Mm -hmm. and go to the pivot, turn around, go to the good stuff. Do the 180 and look at what's behind you. My, uh, Who is it that uh, Keith was talking about? The mirror. 
And Don't I've heard look this, in your rear view yeah, mirror I've because you can't before. drive forward exactly. I've while you're looking before. in the yep. rear view mirror because you'll crash. But another one was like, that's why the rear view is so small. So you can see what's behind you. You can look back and you know mm -hmm. what's back there, but the window is what's it's ahead. It's what's ahead of you. Exactly. Absolutely. And we have to keep looking at what's ahead yeah. because... Honestly, there's nothing we can do yeah. about what's behind us. Yeah, it's already Because that's happened. behind us. Yeah. That's already done. Yeah. There's no changing that, right? Mm -hmm. We can't go back and, you know, we're not in that DeLorean with what's his name, you know. And, uh, <laughs> Great go, Scott. Yeah, and go back and <laughs> yeah. start over and redo it and yeah. play it differently. No, we can't. So we have to just look forward. And going forward, we have to say to ourselves, what is it I want? What is it I want to feel? What is it I want to be? What is it I want to do? What is it I want to have mm -hmm. in my life? Who do I want to be? And I'm just going to go toward that person, not the person behind me that I used to do this and do that, and I, I screwed up this and I screwed up that, blah, blah, blah. You can't do anything about that. Yeah. That's past. That's behind you. And if you keep looking behind you, you're going to... You're going to hit something ahead of you. You're going to hit something nice. ahead of you. Yeah. Right. You're not going to make it through, so... That's what we have to do. Cool. And um, the more we talk about doing this, the more it'll happen. Yeah. So what you're doing, Dustin, is a great thing because when you're doing this podcast or talking to people, the more you talk about it, the more you're bringing it and yeah. you're, you're bringing it in, you're calling it in and you're getting to that point. And, and I think you may have even seen me a minute ago. I get, I feel the energy. And it's a high vibrating energy mm -hmm. when I talk about it or when I even talk about just what I've what I've done so far with it. Or, you know, and it's I know it's just in the beginning stages, but just to to feel that energy or feel that there's something in your life that you're like, wow, you know, like I want to put that forward and I, I want you to feel that energy, right. you know. So it's really cool to be able to do that. And when you see your energy affecting other people. And it does. And it does. Mm -hmm. And you see them sort of changing and being uplifted a little bit or you know when you notice that when you see that around mm -hmm. you that is such a great feeling because you know you're actually um being a conduit to yeah. some good energy for somebody else as well and that they're taking a little bit of that you know and and then creating their own energy around it You've been listening to Dirty Roots, a recovery and mental health podcast where we talk about total 180s in our lives. Remember to check out the show notes for more information regarding our social media pages, how to connect with the guest you heard today, and also our webpage links where you can find merchandise to help me out. A portion of all proceeds from subscriptions and donations will go towards funding the future of this podcast project and helping overcome addiction in a real treatment facility. Don't forget to listen every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. And until next time, think inward, stay positive, and remember that what we do right now is the most important thing we can do for our future. Thanks for listening.